0: Well, hello there. hope you're having a happy Christmas week. And this is another Quiet Talk from Dan Jones. That's me. I'm in my study, and I'm recording this to bless and encourage you. One day a man ran up to Jesus with an urgent question. "'Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life?' As he does so often, Jesus responds in a way quite different from the manner in which most of us would respond. We would say, I'm so happy to help you with that. Did you know how much God loves you and how happy he is that you're asking such a question? Instead, Jesus says, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. In saying, Why do you call me good? Jesus is not denying that he is who he is. Jesus certainly knew at this point who he was and why he had come into the world. But as he does so often, and as God does so often throughout Scripture, he says these words to provoke thought. He wants this man, who was very rich, by the way, to consider what it means to be good. Now, while Jesus was trying to get this man to think about certain things by the way he answered him, I don't think there's any question about the truth of Jesus' second sentence. No one is good except God alone. There are not many things that I've preached in my life that more people have disagreed with than this idea that nobody is good except God. But my conclusion is not based on observing human nature for 65 years. It is based on the Bible, the holy word of God. The most well-known text in this regard is Romans 3.23, which says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All means all. Everyone is a sinner. Think of the most pious person that comes to mind, Billy Graham, Mother Teresa, St. Francis of Assisi. I could go on. Everyone is a sinner. Every one of these has come short of God's glory. In other words, of obtaining God's unreserved approval. John the Baptist said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He didn't say the sin of the bad people. He said the world. All of the people of the world need their sin dealt with. And that's why Jesus came into the world. Let me give you just one more passage out of hundreds that I could cite. This is from Romans 3 and comes just before the verse I quoted earlier. It is from St. Paul and is really a mosaic of verses from the Old Testament. Here goes. None is righteous. No, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good. Not even one. Are you starting to get the idea? Like Jesus said, no one is good except God alone. So what are we to make of the statement we hear a lot? That so-and-so is a good person. Let me explain what people mean by that. They mean that the individual in question is well thought of by his friends, that he is nice to people, that maybe he gives to charity, and as far as is known, is not guilty of any heinous offenses, those things that everybody agrees are bad. But the point here is that when you hear someone say so-and-so is a good person, they are the one judging who is good and who isn't. They're not quoting God, but just giving their personal evaluation. And before I continue, I'm not discouraging you from saying nice things about people. You should do this. We should especially say things that are specific, like this person is unselfish or this person is very diligent or whatever it may be. But I am convinced that in the culture we are living in, most people don't have any concept Of the idea that I started with, the idea that is from Scripture, that all are sinners in God's sight. You know, a common refrain in this post Christian environment we live in is that we mustn't judge. This is usually in the context of sexual behavior. If a person openly lives in a way that used to be considered scandalous in some immoral relationship, we are told that we can't judge them. It's none of our business. But the same people who say that are themselves judging when they say that so-and-so is a good person. Their judgment obviously implies that there are bad people out there. Hitler would make most people's bad list. So when you say someone is a good person, you are judging. You are claiming for yourself the ability to decide who's good and who isn't. You are making yourself a judge. Now, let me clarify something about judging. I suppose people tell you not to judge based on Matthew 7, where Jesus said, Judge not that you be not judged. For with the judgment you pronounce you will be judged and with the measure you use it will be measured to you he was talking of course to people who thought that they themselves were the righteous ones the the good guys of society you might find it interesting to learn that jesus also said this in john 7:24 do not judge by appearances but Judge with right judgment. So Jesus told us to judge with right judgment. How do you do this? When Jesus said, judge not in Matthew 7, he meant that we aren't to condemn individuals and declare them spiritually hopeless. God can save anybody. However wretched a sinner someone may be, if they turn to God in repentance and faith, they will be Saved. But when he said to judge with righteous judgment, he was telling us to always agree with God's judgments. God said that murder is wrong. If I agree with God on that, I'm judging righteously. He also said that adultery is wrong. If a person commits adultery and I say that it's wrong, I'm just agreeing. With God, I'm not a judge, but a messenger. I want to be a faithful messenger. We should agree with God on the behaviors that he condemns as sinful. If we don't, we're cooperating with Satan, who told Eve that if she ate the forbidden fruit, that she would be like God and could decide right and wrong for herself. At the same time, we should also agree that every single one of us is capable of any sin in the book if we get into the right circumstances. So, as guilty sinners, which is what I am, along with everyone listening to my voice right now, what can we do? Only one thing run to Jesus. As we are told in 1 Corinthians 15:3, Christ died for our sins. He took our guilt and failure upon himself at the cross and through his death and resurrection broke sin's power over humanity, over all those who cry out for his mercy. I am not a good person, but Jesus Christ is the good person. He is the epitome and sum total of all that is good and righteous. And by his death, he can credit his righteousness to my account. Now, this may not be the kind of quiet talk you would expect Christmas week. But let me remind you of an important Christmas verse. When the angel assured Joseph that it was okay to take Mary as his wife, in spite of the fact that she was already pregnant, he said to him, That which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit, and she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Jesus didn't come into this world to give us a nice winter festival. He didn't come into this world so the retailers could get out of the red and make a profit. He came to save his people from their sins. My friend, I urge you this Christmas to confess your sins to God, to turn from your sin, from being the boss of your own life, and surrender yourself in faith to the one who loved you and gave himself for you, Jesus. Dear Lord, God, the Father, thank you that you sent your one and only Son into this world to be born of a virgin, to be born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law. They were under the condemnation of the law. They were under the guilt of sin. You sent Jesus to set us free from that. Thank you. Thank you, God. Oh, God, I pray that on this Christmas, Lord, if there could be one person who for the first time would see why Jesus came into this world, why, why that baby was born in Bethlehem, to grow up and die for our sins, to redeem us, to give us hope of eternal life. Open our hearts and open our eyes to see your truth, to see our personal need of God's forgiveness, and that the remedy is provided for us, the precious blood of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. In his name I pray. Amen. My dear friend, I'd love to hear from you. My email address is father.danjones at outlook.com. God bless you, and I pray you have a blessed Christmas.